Welcome to another episode of Academy Days. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 50, When It Rains. Lacey Winters stared out the car window as she, her parents, and Aunt Nina headed for the Italian restaurant. Dad and Aunt Nina yacked away, disagreeing on all things economical and political the entire journey. It really worked up the appetite to hear them disagree, not. Lacey breathed a sigh of relief as they entered the cool restaurant and the calm sounds of cafe music and clinking utensils surrounded her. After the bread and salad arrived, Dad cleared his throat. Well, Lacey, your mother and I have some news. For some reason, Lacey's anxiety meter, which was already a little high after listening to Dad and Nina's non-stop discussion, shot up to red alert. She dropped the dry end of a breadstick back onto her appetizer plate. Oh no, Wendy Wells had told her about a conversation that had started just like this, and now Wendy was waiting for her newest sister to arrive. Lacey gulped. When she'd lamented losing all her siblings to grown-up life, she hadn't meant she wanted a new one to take their place. We've been waiting to do something for many years, but we wanted to make sure Flora, Ira, and you were at a stable point in your lives before we took this step, Mom said. Lacey blinked. Did this mean they'd all been unstable? Right. Flora and Ira are into their college years and becoming fairly independent. Dad coughed, probably thinking about how Flora had called last week after overdrawing her checking account again. Mom and I have noticed your growth over the last year. You've made healthy friendships, allowed yourself to be mentored, and you're growing spiritually. So we've decided now is the time. Lacey twisted her straw wrapper around her finger. For what? Mom grinned. You know your dad and I have dreamed about doing some travel, but life is always too crazy and expensive. Well, your dad's name got put into a drawing at work. He and several of his co-workers have been putting in extra time lately, and his name was pulled this month. We want a trip for two to England. Lacey blinked. That's... Nice. Combined with the money that we've been putting away for a few years, and that we can stay with Iona Davies' third cousin for free, Dad and I can afford to stay in Europe for a month. Lacey fiddled with her glass, then raised it in a toasting gesture. Congratulations! Her wrist shook. So everybody was leaving her now? You know, God... When I asked you to sort of send a new experience my way, this isn't what I had in mind. What with school starting, you'll be busy. And since you've been practicing cooking with Miss Mallory, you'll do fine in the kitchen. Oh, and there's work as Nina's photography assistant on Saturdays. And what really made us feel comfortable about leaving you for so long is that Flora told us over the phone last night that she's made up her mind to do online courses this coming semester. She'll be home, so you'll always have somebody around to check on you. Lacey looked at Aunt Nina out of the corner of her eye. Her aunt leaned her elbows on the table and waved a salad fork. Oh, yeah. We'll have a blast, just us three girls. 
Mom leaned forward, but Lacey, if you ask us to wait a year or so, until you're older, we will. Lacey felt her shoulders relax. Could you? I mean, would the England trip still be available from work? Dad shook his head. Well, no. They'd have to give it to someone else, but my name would go back into the drawing. There's a chance I'd get pulled again. Or a chance he never would, and a chance something boring would come up, like a broken furnace or a roof leak, to swallow up that carefully saved vacation fund. Lacey poked at a sliver of Parmesan cheese. She would be busy with school, biology and algebra and book reports, her novel, photo shoots on Saturday, and she could make a mean quiche thanks to Miss Mallory. Will I be able to talk to you at all while you're gone? Mom nodded. Dad and I both decided we'd only do this if we got a phone plan where you could call us at any time. You are only almost 16. Aunt Nina slung an arm over Lacey's shoulder. I promise I won't make you eat broccoli or cauliflower the whole time they're gone. Actually, Miss Mallory had a great recipe for broccoli cauliflower casserole that involved lots of cheese and breadcrumbs. It's really made the vegetables almost edible. She looked at her parents, all happy and excited. And I'll protect us from robbers and burglars, Aunt Nina said. The thing was, Aunt Nina probably did know how to keep shady people in their place. She'd kind of had a lot of practice. Still, maybe Lacey should sleep with a heavy object next to her bed. So, Lace, do we have your permission? Dad asked. Lacey smiled. Well, okay, you can go. Mom and Dad grinned. But no longer than a month, and don't take rides from strangers. We promise, Dad said, and again, we know you'll be fine. Lacey accepted a plate of steaming pasta and chicken from the waitress. A month, under the supervision of Aunt Nina and Flora. If this wasn't going to be an experience worth writing about, nothing would. Lacey woke up Monday morning to the beeping sound a truck makes as it backs up. She rubbed her eyes and then pushed the blankets aside. What time was it? Seven. She rolled onto her stomach and twitched the curtain aside and parted two slats of the blind. A big white box truck sat in the Irving's driveway next door. Mr. Irving appeared from the direction of the garage with a box in his arms. What? Lacey slid out of bed and pulled the blind up. There came Corin and Mrs. Irving and Corin's older brother Stuart, all carrying boxes. A couple of cars pulled to the curb and people got out and headed into the house. Huh. Weird. Kinda early for company. And were the Irvings sending stuff to a thrift store or something? Lacey, you awake? Mom poked her head into the room. Dad just found out the Irvings are moving. He's going over to help. Get dressed. I'm sure we can do something, too. Lacey stared from Mom to the big truck and back again. Moving? Like now? Mom nodded. Kinda sudden, huh? Something about a job transfer. You know they've been gone a lot this summer while Mr. Irving filled in for somebody at another branch office. 
Looks like they want him for keeps. Lacey sank onto the edge of the bed. Corin was going away? Forever? Dress and come down. Mom tapped her chin. Those poor people. They probably don't even have time to think about food. I can whip up some of those ham sandwiches with young and butter glaze and a cheese and cracker tray. She left, mumbling to herself about charcuterie. But Corin couldn't leave. They only had a little over two years before they'd both be allowed to date. It was going to be so sweet and romantic, dating the boy next door. And just how soon was that big white truck going to pull away with all the Irving's possessions? Lacey pressed her face to the glass and watched a kitchen table and its chairs being hauled towards the truck by some of the men from church. Traitors. This is too much change, God. Too much newness. There went Corin with another box. Was he sad to go? Lacey straightened. Well, one thing was for sure. No matter what, he wasn't going to leave without her saying goodbye, even if she had to say it with tears in her eyes and her face going all red with embarrassment. Half an hour later, dressed and hair carefully arranged, Lacey entered the kitchen. Lacey, you're going to be carrying boxes. Are you sure you want to wear that shirt? It's one of your favorites. Lacey grabbed an apple and opened the back door for Eppie. I'll be careful. She followed Eppie down the steps of the back porch that made a beeline for the Irving's yard. Corin, she called. Was that her voice? It sounded so thin in the muggy morning air. Corin turned and sort of shrugged one shoulder at her, his arms full. Hey. Lacey hurried towards him. You're moving? Brilliant. It was too early in the day for this, too early to think of the right thing to say, to insert meaning and feeling into her gaze. Uh, yeah, guess so, he hefted the box. Come to help? Lacey nodded. Are you excited? Corn shrugged. Not really. He sat the box on the grass and pulled a granola bar out of his pocket. They both stood there for half a minute, munching on breakfast. He waved his granola bar at her. Your shirt and headband. Blue's your color. You look, I don't know, like summer. Lacey almost chomped down on her own finger. Wait, what did he just said? Corin, is that a kitchen box? Come on, we're starting on the living room stuff soon. Mrs. Irving waved him towards the truck. Gotta go. Lacey's heart thrummed in her chest. But you can't go. We were going to, to... Corin blinked. Going to what? Get married in about, I don't know, seven years. Um, carpool for youth group, she said out loud. Which was true, but considerably less important. Corin nodded. Yeah, well... He jerked his head towards the truck. Lacey watched him stride away. Five years. Five years she'd had this one-sided crush, and on the day he was moving away, he'd finally noticed her. Thought she looked nice. Lacey hurled the apple core into the bushes next to the Irving's garage. 
No way was she going to help the Irvings carry boxes, sabotage the moving truck wheels, maybe, but not help the Irvings leave Easton one minute faster than necessary. Flora came home that night in a bustle of suitcase, bag, and camp story chatter. What's wrong? she said, finally pausing her waterfall of summer news halfway through dinner. She nudged Lacey's foot with her own. Lacey picked a pepperoni off her pizza. The Irvings are moving. Flora dumped more potato chips onto her plate. Apparently, her health food agenda had faded under the influence of summer camp fare. Really? Guess that'll mean new neighbors. She eyed Lacey. Why do you care so much about the Irvings moving? A slow smile curved her lips. Oh, Corin's leaving, huh? Aw, Lacey, I'm sorry. Lacey wiped at her face with a napkin, hiding or trying to hide her blush. When are they pulling out? Flora asked. Bright and early Saturday morning, Mom said. Flora nudged Lacey again. Tell you what, why don't we take a trip this weekend? Your first couple of school days are just half days, right? I'll pick you up on Friday and whisk you away so that you don't have to watch the exodus of Corin Irving. It'll be a sister trip. We'll stay overnight, make some memories before you get into your sophomore year full swing. Maybe it would be better to avoid the final goodbye. She might totally break down, and then the whole world would know how she felt. Where would we go? she said. Flora swirled a carrot stick in her chip dip. Oh, I know the perfect place and a friend we can stay with, but it'll be a surprise. Pack good walking shoes. Lacey squinted. Not hiking, Flora. I, I don't do bugs and face-to-face -face meetings with snakes. Flora laughed. Oh, Lacey, we've got to cure that fear of yours. But no, no hiking. Lacey relaxed. Okay, as long as climbing steep inclines would not be involved, maybe a trip with Flora would be fun. She closed her eyes as she bit into a fresh piece of pizza. God, is this you answering my prayer? Because when I asked for new experiences, I didn't expect them to pour down like rain. Help me to know what to do with it all, please. Change was here, whether she liked it or not. Life was looking way different than it had a year ago. She could fight all the changes, or she could look forward to the coming months, anticipating how God was going to make her more and more into the woman she was meant to be. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days and the last episode in Season 2 of Academy Days. Keep listening to hear Season 3. You can go to DrewTheStefano.com and sign up for my newsletter to receive a code for a bonus episode. And thank you to everyone who has left a review. Thank you to MJ Rocks, Ivy Kate, Kitty Cat, Soccer Forever, Chloe, Liz, B-Book 7, Headphones and Podcasts, Sophia, Piano Girl, Witherow, Angelina, Brooke, Peaceful Pink Pineapple, Happy Face, Lollipop, Riley Coyote, and I'm Always Right. Thanks again. Bye.